the biggest topic at hand um, for beginners is um, how to get started and what can they do to get started? What happens if they don't have any money? All right, here we are back in the saddle this week. Had a big podcast tour the week before, so uh, excited to be back, but did four podcasts. Uh, flew into Arizona, um, then flew out to San Diego. Uh, did a podcast with Rich Somers, so make sure you follow Rich. Um, in the Somers Report, uh, it was a great podcast to be on. Then flew right back to Arizona and did three podcasts. Um, one with uh, Austin Zayback, and then I also shot one with my good buddy Andrew Abernathy, and then Colby, um, a realtor that I know down in the space there. So um, make sure you follow some of those guys or uh, hit me up on who they are. Um, we'll try to link, maybe link them below. Um, all good guys down in the Arizona, um, the Southwest region, and uh, I wanted to get them on my podcast because I think they have a great perspective. Um, for what's happening in the market, right? And I wanted to get their perspective on what what's happening in the Midwest. They ask as well, so um, make sure that you go and you know make sure you're following our podcast. I don't think I'm going to be doing these live anymore. I'm going to rather just be pushing these straight to our podcast, um, and then you can subscribe on literally Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. You find us on YouTube if you wanted the video version. Uh, we're on all those platforms, and you know. Make sure you follow us, make sure you share it with somebody. That's the only way I get this message out. Literally doing all this for free, just trying to do, you know, outlay <clears throat> a message that I really wanna get through on, on real estate and uh, obviously market updates and different things on how I'm educating myself and just trying to deliver it to you guys uh, in a very consumable small version. So uh, also, there's already 2,800 people on our email subscriber list. This thing's growing like crazy every week. And you know, make sure that you're subscribed to this every Saturday. We put out a podcast every, every Saturday morning. Um, literally, it's, it's what I'm learning, how you can you know, minimize the mistakes. If you don't wanna pay for our online course, um, which for a couple hundred dollars, guys, you can literally know nothing about real estate and be uh, very dangerous by the end of it, right? And this is like a two hour, something you can do on the on a weekend. Um, so if you're interested in the space, which is a great time right now because of where the market is, make sure you go and buy that course. Um, we're just transferring on how everything looks. If you're interested in the course, just DM me, comment somewhere below we'll, and put the word course. I'll send you a coupon code. You can literally take it and uh, it can change your life like it has mine. Um, and now I own you know, over 150 real estate uh, multifamily units um, and also over 100,000 square feet of storage um, and commercial properties that I'm standing in here. So. You know, if you want to learn how I've changed my life in the last seven years just with real estate and other income sources and businesses, you know, make sure you're on our podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to our email list. I literally put out exactly how I'm doing deals, how I'm doing deals today. I literally just got a deal under contract on Sunday, uh, literally yesterday. So um, we're doing, doing deals all the time. This is a great market to be doing deals in. You just have to know what you're looking for and underwrite them correctly. So. Um, but the biggest topic at hand um, for beginners is um, how to get started and what can they do to get started? What happens if they don't have any money? Um, what happens if they're just looking to buy their first house? Is buying a house the best investment or should I rent an apartment and buy an investment piece? Um, 
I, you know, I always going to tell you that buying a house is never the best investment. You're likely to make one to two percent on that thing. Uh, obviously, has no chance of producing you revenue unless you do one thing, and and that is called house hacking. So, um, this is where actually you're going to buy a bigger house, maybe something. Uh, and I've talked to Brandon Turner. He does this today in Maui, in in Hawaii. So. You know, he owns a three, he owns a, he bought a, I think it was a two and a half million dollar property in Hawaii. Um, it had three units though. It had a, it had a main level, had a basement and had an ADU on the property, meaning another rentable unit, smaller rentable unit on the property. And even Brandon Turner's house hacking, right? Like he's uh, obviously very wealthy. He doesn't need to do this, but at the end of the day, he bought an investment property and he house hacked his way to owning a bigger piece of property. So instead of being able to afford just $150,000 to $250,000 property, and I'm not talking about Brandon Turner in Maui, I'm talking about locally in the Midwest, um, or maybe a property, uh, whatever market you're in. And you know, maybe you wanna buy a bigger property. Well, look for a property where there's opportunity to have multiple units. Maybe it's multiple kitchens, uh, mother, father-in-law in, you know, suites, like you could see property set up for that. Um, these are great house hack deals and it's a way to get into a bigger house and have a smaller or zero payment. So if you're gonna be buying a house anyway, I recommend this style over just going to find a single family house where you have zero chance to renting out any of the anywhere in the you know in the building because you're gonna consume it all. Um, and it's likely just to increase your bills. Um, I think at all we're at an all-time most unaffordable, like all time, like right now. Like to buy a home is um, I think it's I think it's like three or four thousand. There's like the biggest spread between renting and buying right now. You're gonna have a three thousand dollar plus payment with a mortgage, or you're gonna rent for somewhere in the average of like sixteen to eighteen hundred. Uh, that's a big spread. That's the biggest spread of all time. Um, what's happening? Well, you got investors. They're buying the properties and they're competing with people like you out there trying to buy your first property or trying to buy your second property. They're out there competing against you and instead they're, they're renting it out to make it revenue on the deal and you're renting it out just to make your bills larger, really. So it's hard to compete with those kinds of people and they're just gonna sit on them, investors gonna sit on them and wait for appreciation to happen. And obviously with investors owning as much as they do, it's upping the value of everything even when rates are 8% like they are now. Um, so let's just talk like what is house hacking? How, you know, how can this help you? How, how can you benefit from this like may seem like overwhelming like oh you know I was just gonna buy a house it was gonna be plain simple 200,000 I'm gonna have you know maybe you need three and a half percent down five percent down whatever you're doing um, very minimal down and then hey I'm just instead of throwing my money away in rent I'm going to put it all into this mortgage and build my equity up well that's great, but realize when you're building your equity up, which is likely to take it, if you're not gonna own a home for at least 10 years, it makes zero financial, uh, no, no matter if you make a million dollars a year or 20,000 a year, it makes zero sense for you to buy that home. You're likely to use, lose money on it, and, and you know, you're, end up, your bills are actually going to be higher while you're in the revenue producing area of your life. So. What you want to be doing is thinking about, okay, well, let's maybe, let's look at bigger homes. Let's look at something. Maybe it's a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex. Because remember, anything up to four units, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are now lending with 5% down. 
on anything under four units or less. Kind of nice. Now it makes you think. It's like, okay, well, I can buy that house for 200000 but I can buy a fourplex for 400000 Whatever, right? Like whatever the cost would be in your market. Obviously, I'm talking Midwest numbers. Um, it could be much different in any other market. But in that type of market, in our market, that's probably what it's going to cost you ballpark, right? And so, um, so then you're like, okay, you know, well, what's the benefit? Well, the benefit is, let's just do a scenario here where, you know, let's say the mortgage is $2,500 on this fourplex. Um, you're going to have, you know, maybe you can rent out each unit for 900 bucks. It's a two bed, one bath deal. Um, great. So you're going to have monthly expenses of mortgage, which likely you're going to have mortgage, the taxes, the insurance, all in one payment. Let's just consider that $2,500 for now. Example, let's say you're going to rent them out at 900 bucks a piece. Okay, great. You have income of $2,700. Not bad, right? Your cash flowing. Obviously, there's repairs and other things to figure in, but hey, you're cash flowing. But you would have not moved into this. House hacking would be where you're actually eliminating one of the rents. So now all you have is $1,800 in actual income. But guess what? You have maybe a nicer unit. Maybe you do have your house, um, and maybe it's big enough for you. Well, guess what? You can minus $2,500 from the $1,800, you're still $700, still going to owe $700, right? Is that a win or is that a lose? Well, it depends. If you go consider it next to a $200,000 house, maybe that's a $2,500 monthly payment or a $2,000 monthly payment anyway, plus utilities, plus repairs, you're covering everything, right? So it's the same way. Is it actually cheaper? Are you going to make more money on that $400,000 fourplex or are you going to make more money on that $200,000 house? Um, and let's just say appreciation works off the higher, the main number of the building. If your, uh, if your building appreciates at, you know, let's just say 3%, we'll just leave it modest. Inflation is really high right now, right? So you're going to have um, about $6,000 in the $200,000 house of appreciation each year. Great. That's awesome. Well, in the fourplex, you're going to have $400,000. So what is that? That's like $12,000, right? So double the value that should lift at the same 3% threshold, but you're going to be growing each year. So what's going to happen in the future? So let's say three to four years from now. Well, you're going to be paying down your mortgage and principal, and you know, you're likely to make a couple percent on that. How about the fourplex? Well, now you have other people paying the mortgage. And guess what? You also have rent growth. So instead of your rents at 900, maybe in three to five years, they've moved to 1200, right? And so at $1,200, now you got 1200, 2400, 3600. Huh. That's not considering your rent that you're living there. Now you're actually living for zero. Because you've waited long enough. You let it everything rise. Inflation is working its magic. It's increasing rents. Um, but what hasn't changed is your fixed rate loan, right? That loan is fixed at $2,500, likely for 30 years, 25 years, whatever your bank allowed you to. And now you're like, wow, now I'm making money by living here where the house, likely my bills have just stayed the same. Um, Maybe they've gotten a little bigger, you know what I mean? Like the house, there's zero chance at making you 
any revenue at all. You're still in the same spot. If you sell it, you're likely going to be underwater because the brokers are going to have to sell it, take a fee, it's closing costs, whatever. You're likely to break even. Where now you're actually net positive on the house, maybe you can go out and buy another property or actually go buy a house, you know, at that point in time. So that's why like house hacking isn't just like, that's the main benefit of having house hacking. You're reducing your expenses and then guess what? Even if you're paying a little bit of rent at the beginning, who cares? In three to five years, you're likely to be, it's gonna turn the table. Your rent's gonna, instead of paying $700 a rent to yourself in your living expenses, you're, which you're already reducing your living expenses, you're likely in the future to have zero or net cash positive, right? Depends how long you hold onto the property. And hell, you might move out of the property and fill it with the last tenant and have a cash flowing property. You'll be miles ahead where you were buying just the house. So that is literally house hacking and some of the math behind it, but you know, reduce the living expenses. Now you get to be a landlord. You also get the, the, you get to write off things because you're a property manager, right? You need a cell phone, laptop, maybe a vehicle to go get things. Um, you know, all your daily expenses, now you can write them off towards the income. So now you're actually losing money and you're a mini business owner, but on paper, you're, on paper you're losing money but actually you're actually making money. So from the property, right? So it's, you're able to write off things that you wouldn't be able to write off before, um, write off, and I'm talking about write off, you know, from your income. Um, and then of course the tax advantages. This $400,000 fourplex will depreciate. It's likely it's gonna go over 27 and a half years. So every year you're gonna get depreciating. Well, guess what is super cool about real estate? It may depreciate every year at 27 and a half years, but guess what happens? It actually appreciates in value. That's like the secret. Like, how do you get to write off something that's actually going up in value? Kind of magical, really. So uh, the, the biggest reason you'll ever find to invest in real estate and why millionaires, billionaires, the wealthiest people I know invest in real estate is literally just the tax advantages. Yes, passive income's good. Yes, the appreciation is good. Those are not the reasons though. So always think about that. Um, and so, yeah, that was number one, really all the benefits to house hacking. Why would you do it? And number two, how do you really get started then? You know, it's, it's, it's really just saying to yourself, okay, because the bank's gonna take the rental income in consideration, right? Instead of your just debt to income. Um, now the bank might be you know, more hesitant in a time like this, but they're gonna consider that rental income to be something, right? Like they, they are, they have to. Um, and the financial planning for yourself, it's like make sure your credit score is basically above uh, 680, you, you'll be just fine. Um, make sure you have 5% for the down payment or three and a half, depends if you're going FHA or if you're going Fannie or Freddie. Um, and that's really all you need. You don't even need to wait. And most times, like when you're buying in a market like right now, you can negotiate that with a seller. Be like, hey, I don't have 5% down, but I'll pay you what you want for the property and it's been sitting on the market, but guess what? I need you to cover my closing costs and my down payment. Likely you're going to get the deal. You're gonna pay a little more, but guess what? You're gonna get into that property and you don't really care because your payment's gonna be cut probably in half or less than half, right? If you're doing your math right, this works in duplex or triplexes or whatever, anything that's under four units. So don't be scared of that. Um, you know, 
financing them, obviously, like you said, we get FHAs just get lower down payments, so don't be scared to work that into your offer. Like you can put an offer on a property, it doesn't mean you're gonna get it, right? But if that, that seller's been sitting on the property, it's like, hey, all I gotta do is give this guy an extra like 15 grand for closing and he's gonna give me my market, my like the price I'm asking, Geez, I, I might do that deal just because I've been sitting on it and I'm not, I don't want to deal with it anymore, right? You got 10,000 baby boomers retiring each day. So just, just think about it. They want to retire and they're tired. They don't, they don't want to deal with this. So, um, you know, understand your market that you're in, right? Like I know like this might seem unreasonable for a $400,000, uh, you know, fourplex if you're living in San Francisco, right? It's probably gonna be $3 million. Um, but, you know, understand the market understand how to underwrite and like i said i have a course on literally i'll give you the spreadsheets and how i underwrite it it's you know you can do it in a weekend you can educate yourself and you can literally change the entire path of your whole life you can change literally your entire path of your life literally with one property now what happens if you did one per year or you know some people are doing one a month some people are doing one a week it's just you know put it in perspective for yourself just get one done, right? Like, I promise you, you do one like this, you'd be like, I may hold on to that thing. That thing may pay for, if you're young enough, you're 21 doing that, 22, that thing may pay for your college, your kids, your college education. Like, that's what I did, right? Um, and uh, I ended up helping with an Aplex. We're gonna refinance it in 10 years. Um, probably likely to pull out a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna give that to kids for college, you know, or, or whatever education they'll do. You know, just one property though. Just think about one and do it and hold on to it. Um, and so understand each market's different. Like I said, I have my course. You can underwrite it, use all the stuff that I use for underwriting. Um, and uh, you know, obviously you got legal considerations just to make sure that, you know, you don't wanna get into legal trouble. You should be a property management company. You're gonna own a company so you're really gonna be putting your big boy shorts on and you're gonna be taking care of, you know, more or less petty problems, but could be a big problem, right? Could be expensive, so you wanna make sure you underwrite correctly. Um, and then number three, you know, really you want to choose a location. So, you know, figure out where you can, you know, don't buy the most run, if this is a $400,000 property in San Francisco, it's probably condemned, right? Like, so you wanna make sure that since you're renting out the property anyway, like find it in a good neighborhood. Find it where there's like decent appreciation potentials, right? Like you don't don't want to be, you know, in the in the suburbs of Michigan where it's very run down, it's very cheap and you might be able to get rent cuz you're you're going to have problems collecting rent, you're going to have class D tenants. You just don't want to deal with that. Not not out of the gate. Make sure it's in your backyard, it's in your market, you understand your market, you understand the good areas of your market, and you understand the areas that rent better. There's reports, I promise you, in your market, just search for them, uh, call a broker, he'll be able to tell you what reports he looks at, just figure it out. Um, and, and make sure, you know, then you wanna check conditions. This is no different than buying a home, right? Do a home inspection, make sure the condition of the property is ready to go. Hey, maybe there's a chance where you can renovate some units, whether it's weekends, nights, and instead of that $900 rent, you just get it with bare bones, it could be 70s product. Hey, maybe I can put uh, a few thousand dollars or whatever and some sweat and blood uh, <laughs> into the unit and get $1,200 a month, right? Like, so, 
I'm always looking for value at deals like that. And if you're on your own, you have the time, uh, your time, you know, your, your times, your, your money's more valuable than your time, then, you know, this is a great way to build, you know, some equity. Um, and, you know, and obviously a great way to increase rents, which is always our goals as landlords, investors, property owners, whatever. Um, and number four, um, you know, so financing, I, I just want to go through the few different ways. You, you could have a VA loan, right? Zero down. If you're a veteran and you can get a qualify for a VA loan, zero down. I literally just bought a property that I assumed a VA loan on um, in Scottsdale. And uh, I'll come out with some more information on that one under contract yesterday. Um, but a VA loan, VAs don't have to put anything down. That's just a loan that's qualified for them. But you can assume it and not being a VA. So we'll talk about that more. I'll have some more information for you guys as I, as I get through the, the process on this one. Two, um, you know, you can have a conventional loan that's 80-20, right? Like, that's fine. Um, but understand that if you're, at this, if you're at this point, house hacking, like, you're probably going to wind up FHA, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, 5% down or as low as 3.5% down. And like I said, in most of these loans, under four units, like literally ask the seller. In this market, you can ask the seller to pay that for you. You might have to give a little higher price, but hey, at least you don't have to come with any money down. You can keep your money to renovate the units or improve the property and increase rents. So um, five, managing the property. So just like I said before, opening a business, you can, uh, maybe you don't have a business. Well, you should have a business because like, like I said, you can write off cell phones, computers, laptops, uh, uh, freaking anything you can think of, your, your car, the gas, whatever. You, you're gonna be renovating units, you're gonna have costs, right? Um, and then you're gonna, be, you're gonna have a tenant, probably a portal, or maybe you just do it off Excel spreadsheet. However you do it, you're gonna need a small QuickBooks. You're gonna learn all these other skills, which are very easy to do. It just makes you a mini business owner. It'll make you, understand how to run a small business on the side. And guess what? You can collect the rents, you can pay all the expenses, you can write off some of your, you know, whatever you need to get the projects done within the property. You can also write off your phone and you know, you just get all these benefits owning a business. Business, business owners get the best, business owners and investors get the best write-offs and you get both. Literally you could do a deal today for zero down. Just put offers in. Don't be scared to not put it, just to put an offer in. Just put an offer in what you need to shape the deal to make it work for you. Um, and six, um, you know, so maximizing your investment. So not, like I said, value add these things, do strategic updates. Maybe it could be a small dog park or it could be, you know, an eating area. You know, maybe you're the, the king fourplex of all. You got like a community hot tub. I don't really know. There's many ways that you can attract tenants and increase rents. Um, I'm not gonna go through them all here. You know, improving units, of course, painting, uh, keeping the properties clean. Uh, will not only keep your building more more occupied, but it'll also bring a higher quality tenant. Um, <clears throat> and number seven, you know, really you got challenges. You're going to have challenges and solutions through this. So you're going to be you're going to be dealing with tenants, the termites, the toilets, right? Like you hear about all the bad stuff. Um, you know what? If you have a decent property, you take care of it well. Um, you take care of it like your own because it is your own, and you're on the property likely you're gonna have tenants that understand the way you work and what you expect. Um, no different than if you have employees that work underneath you or um, 
you know, if you were, if someone was coming to visit you at your own property, they know what your rules are. You should be very explicit with those. Every property has its rules, um, and it's going to make you better as a person dealing with people, dealing with problems, because these are very petty problems. I mean, you could talk about the sink, an outlet doesn't work, uh, whatever. You know, these are very petty problems most of the time, right? Uh, sometimes you get the big thing, like a furnace went out, or or uh, a pipe froze in the wall in the Midwest, right? Because we get extreme cold in North Dakota. Um, there's just things that can happen, and especially in older buildings and older fourplexes, of course, that can happen. So, um, you know, you might be up in the middle of the night on the phone with a plumber trying to get this coordinated because you don't know what to do. But it's going to build you better as a person to deal with these kinds of problems. Promise me, as you go forward, as you go forward, move forward, you don't have to be a property manager. I thought I wanted to do property management. I did it for a year and a half. It wasn't for me. Um, it just, it just not, it would consume too much of my time. Um, obviously we had 150 units. It was, um, plus some commercial and storage tenant. It was a lot to handle for myself and I never did property management at that scale. That is very different than owning just four or five units, right? Like you can do this by yourself. You could probably manage up to 30 tenants by yourself. Um, and this is just a side hustle, right? You're doing your daytime job. You're making money somewhere else. So, but it's going to teach you specific things that you need to learn. Even if you hire a property manager to do it, you're going to learn specific ways that you want things done. Um, so, um, and, and, you know, I always ask people, you know, is there 2024 a good time to buy? Because, you know, they're going to look at a home, right? And they're like, okay, you can rent a home or you can buy a home, right? Or you can do this other thing called house hacking. And I don't care. You could be, you know, millennials are the ones trying to buy homes now, my age. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they're low 40s to, to mid early 30s, and, and that's where it ends. And, but there's just two different routes you can take here, right? You can go buy the house. It'll generate zero net worth because guess what? Your home is not built into your net worth. Even if you have it paid for, it could be a million dollar home that was paid for. When the bank pulls your personal financial statement, they do not consider your primary residence to be part of your net worth. You need to start growing your net worth. And I'm telling you, if you were to do a house hack, I wish I would have done it when I was 20. Um, you know what? I didn't, but um, I want to teach everyone young on here, or you, you could be middle 30s too, to do this now. Like this is the time to be doing it. 2024 is literally a great time that you can get a contract on a property. Guess what? There's all this fear in the market. Interest rates are 8%. They're not likely to go much higher, right? It, it, they could go to eight and a quarter, eight and a half, whatever. You're not, it doesn't matter. It, it shouldn't. Underwrite the property to what current debt is, which the property values have came down, and they're going to have to stay down. Otherwise, why would you buy the deal, right? Like, you're only going to buy it if you can lower your living expenses. And, and over time, three to five years, hopefully your living expenses are zero, or hopefully you're even living in a unit and getting paid each month. Like, how powerful would that be? Plus, you get all these expenses to write off as a new property manager. And you know what? Hopefully you're paying less tax than your W-2 income because that is the highest tax you could possibly pay in life. So I always tell everyone, you know, the two biggest people in life that minimize their taxes are investors and business owners. You know, take advantage with literally a 20-year-old could do this, one house hack, do one a year if you want to get aggressive. Act like I said, people are doing one a month. So um, 
hopefully this message hit home for a few people. This is the best time to buy. If you want to get educated, like I said, DM me or comment the word course. I'll send you a coupon code so you can go take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, could change your entire life uh, trajectory, literally, just owning some of these different investment properties over just owning a home. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you in the next one.